Hallelujah. Glory. I agree with you. Ever since he came into my life, there's been a change. Hallelujah. I wish you knew my life story because I shouldn't be here preaching. But God stepped in and brought a change. I hope you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, praise team. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm Tracy E. Ventus, pastor of New Mission Missionary Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for joining in. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed thus far. Also, I want to thank those that's been given through uh, PayPal. We appreciate you. We thank you because you don't have to do it, but I know that God is going to bless you. I am praying for God's highest blessings on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get into the word. It's time to preach. They, they sung my sermon. They really did. And it's just confirmation of what God has given me. Amen. This morning, we are coming out of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And we are reading out of the New King James Version. And it reads as such in our hearing. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're going to stop right there. Amen. The thought I'm going to bring to you today is Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, our Jesus, he's our all in all. Hallelujah. Will you pray with me? Father, even now, hmm, Lord, saturate this place with your presence. Saturate me with the feeling of your Holy Spirit that doomingness may come, that you may pour out of me. Lord, allow me to become simply a vessel of your glory that you may be glorified, that you may be lifted up. Lord, even now, it's all about you. Lord, even now, speak to us. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. This week, I, I had a question, and maybe the question will help you as it has helped me. My question is that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this storm, 
Where is Jesus? What is he doing? I, I, I know he's on the right hand of the Father. I, I know that, that he, is, he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings, but, but as he sees us in trouble, as he sees us going through financially and sickness, as the world is being shaken, what in the world is he up to? It's, it's kind of like Mary and Martha who had made a request of Jesus that, that their brother Lazarus was sick. And, and, they're, and they're asking, well, why wasn't you here? But Jesus is always up to something. He always have a plan. He's sovereign, which means that he's in control, that even in the midst of this puzzling situation, even in the midst of this puzzling time, our Lord Jesus Christ is in control. If we look at our text, I want to bring out what our text calls him. It calls him the author and finisher of our faith. Let me explain to you what that means. That means that if you are in Jesus, if you have accepted him as your savior, then he has already finished the book on you. <laughs> that means that he has already written out your victory because in Christ Jesus, you already have the victory. You have already won. It may not feel like it. It may not seem like it now. But I want to tell you that your story isn't over. Sometimes it may feel like that you're going down for the third time. But as the choir has sung, our God is faithful. And he will meet you where you are to bring you up so that you may see that he is God and God all by himself. If we look at this text from the beginning, it says, therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You know, I have preached this before, and I have heard it preached many times, and, and may, I, may I say this humbly, I preached it wrong. <laughs> Why? I've heard it wrong, and I preached it wrong because I've heard it said in the past that these are the witness up in heaven. I disagree. Right. If you really study this text, you know what this text is saying to us? That we are surrounded with the Old Testament text of how God was faithful to those who trusted him. And not only that, but we are surrounded by people who's, who, who've been through some stuff. We got some testimonies of people who've been through sickness, who've been down to the last dime. We, we have seen people that made it through many trials and tribulations. I know stories of how God brought them out. In fact, you may be a witness. You may be a story. God has kept you and brought you and healed you and lifted you and made a way out of no way. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. We, we, we got testimonies in this house. We got testimony in our neighborhoods. We got testimonies that are happening right now that we see on national TV of how God is lifting people up, how
God is stepping in the sick room, or how God is making a way out of nowhere. The story is still being told, though it's already written. You need to tell your neighbor, you need to say to yourself, my story is already written. I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's stretching my faith. I may not like it, but he's creating something in me. He's working it out. And I trust him because it's already written. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This week, somebody sent me a picture. And I want you to see this picture. It's going to come up on the screen. And, and, and in that screen, it doesn't look as vivid as on my phone. But let me tell you what it looks like. As soon as I saw it, 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 it is this, this streak of like two hands folded together in prayer. I said, that's the Lord Jesus Christ praying for us. That is what he's doing at this time. He is praying for you. He is praying for me. You want me to scripturally prove this? Well, I can scripturally prove it. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sniff you as wheat. Then he says, but I have prayed for you. Hallelujah. Did, did, did you know that when Jesus prays for you, something's going to happen? Hallelujah. Listen, he is our high priest that is sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercessions for you and all. He's praying your victory. He's praying your deliverance. He's praying that out of this ashes out of this trouble that you will rise up and be all that he has called you to be. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. When, when Jesus prays for you, the son of God, the second person of the Godhead, when he prays for you, there's going to be a change in your life. Can you imagine that if, if what I sense, what we saw in the sky is a picture of what Jesus is doing. And scripturally, it says that, 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 that he did this, that, that there's no way you're not going to make it. There's no way you're not going to come out of this victorious. Matter of fact, our scripture with Peter, it says, Peter, that your faith, listen to that, that your faith should not fail. You know what Satan is trying to destroy in you? Your faith. He's trying to make you doubt how good God is. He's trying to make you doubt that God is faithful to his word. He's trying to take away from you your confidence in who your Jesus is. So, so in this shaking, we either going to get stronger or we're going to get weaker. But even, even in this shaking, Jesus is praying for it. Look what he says. That your faith not fail. And when you have returned. Now notice this. 
Peter has not denied Jesus yet. But though he's going to deny, Jesus already knows he's going to return. You know how he knows that Peter was going to return? Because he prayed for him. Hallelujah. You know what that tells me? Though we fall, we're getting back up. Though we miss it sometimes, we're getting back up. Listen, when the Lord prays for you, you can't tell me you stay down. I've been there. I've been leveled to the ground. But something on the inside started working. A scripture popped up. The Holy Spirit popped up. And it brought me up again. He's working in you. He's working through you. I got another promise for us. It's Philippians chapter 1. And it says this, verse 1, 3. Thank God, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine. Making mention, requests with all joy that that from your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, he said, I'm confident of this very thing. He who begun, he who called you out, he who saved you, he who intervened in your mess, the but God that called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light, the same God who started this thing. The same God who picked you out one day. The same God who, who put the Holy Spirit in you. The same God that changed your direction and set you on solid ground. That same God who started will surely finish it. Yeah. You know what this tells me? That the success and the victory of our journey is not based on us. Amen. It's based on him. You know what type of weight that takes off our shoulders? That means that before you fall, he knew you was going to fall, and it's already covered. <laughs> Hallelujah. The righteous man Falls seven times, but he gets back up. Can I speak to somebody today? Get back up. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're going through. Get back up. I don't care how bad the fall was. The blood of Jesus is able to carry you. Get back up. See, faith makes us get back up. Faith means that no matter how low you go, that something inside of you won't keep you down. You get back up. Is there anybody there? Get back up. Shout it and say, I'm getting back up right now. I'm getting back up. Lord, forgive me. I'm getting back up. Hallelujah. Our God is faithful. He is faithful. He's faithful as we continue our journey. Philippians, Ephesians, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 10, is out of the Amplified, and it reads like this. We are his workmanship. You are his workmanship, 
You are his, his, his handiwork. You are his masterpiece. Huh? Lord, you talking about me? Lord, you know all the stuff I've done in my past? Lord, you mean that you have picked me out, chosen me, so you can display in me your glory? That's your purpose. That's the calling on you. Watch this. And it's not you doing it. It's you allowing him to do it in you. That's how awesome our God is. What a time for us to be ambassadors. What a time for our light to shine. What a time for us to be evidence that our God is real. People ask me, or people ask the question, where is God? I see God in his people. I see God in a way I still hear people who are going through situations and they still praising him. They still thanking him. I see people that, that even though they're hurting, they're reaching out to other people and they're reaching out with the love of Jesus. Matter of fact, he's all over the place. He, he's, he, he's working in the hospitals, the nurses and the doctors who are, who got, who's putting their own lives in, in God's hands. They, they're putting their own lives in trouble and they're doing it because of the love of God in their heart. I see it by the way people are going out their way to reach out to other people and help other people because it's the love of Jesus in their heart. Don't you see it? See, many times we focus on the negative. And when you specialize on the negative, you don't see the positive, and you miss the hand of God as he is interceding for us. He is showing up through his people. You can see him through good deeds in his people. Listen, during this time, you can't afford to miss Jesus. You can't afford to see that he's active, he's moving. Matter of fact, I believe revival is going to break out after this. He specializes. Our God specializes in bringing beauty out of ashes. How you, how you know, Tracy? I know because I know what he has done in my life. I, I've seen him take me out of the ash pot. And, and not that I'm that much now, but I glorify him. I preach for him. I, I know that God is up to something in me. And what I love about it, he's not finished yet. You know, he's not finished with you yet. He's still up to something. Even in this world, he's up to something. God is always up to something. He's a God of purpose. He's a God who's working out. So as you walk your journey, that is set before you, how do you encourage yourself? Well, scripture said that we started off in where Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. It said that he despised the cross that was before him. He said, but he endured it with the hope or the expectation that was set before him that though he didn't want Friday, he knew Sunday was coming. Hallelujah. Friday 
He got beat on Friday. They nailed him to the cross Friday. It looked like he was losing Friday. But Sunday was coming. And Sunday meant because he took our sins and was nailed it to the cross. That Sunday represents that you and I can be set free. Hallelujah. He's our kinsman redeemer. He became one of us to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. God paid the price for our sins when he wrapped himself up in human flesh and became one of us. That's something to shout about. That's something to say hallelujah about. My question is, do you know him? When you know him for yourself, he makes all the difference in, your, in the world. He will be your all in all. Let me explain what that means. That means that as you go through your testing and your trials, he will be your all. He'll make up the difference that folks who ought to be there is not there. He sticks closer than a brother. Our God is faithful, and he is faithful to walk you through this season of, of testing of our faith. So what you need to do is set before you the cross. Set before you that you trust him. Set before you that he's faithful. Set before for you that he loves you. You need to talk to yourself. Oh yes, you need to encourage yourself. You need to say that I'm chosen. I'm elected. He picked me out. I'm his child. I'm his beloved. Our God is a faithful God even in this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more thing and I'm finished. Did you know that he's literally in the valley? <laughs> That he would meet you when you're down and out. Uh, he specializes when you are going through trials and tribulations. Somebody said that he, he's, a, he's a bridge over troubled water. Do you know him as that? Do you know that he's the way, the truth? Oh, yes, he is. Did you know that our God is a faithful God? Did you know that our God is the bright and morning star that in the midnight hour he would show up and show out? Did you know he's the rock that is higher than we are, that you can climb up on him? And when you're on him, can't nobody shake you. Can't nobody move you. Did you know that he will make a way yeah, yeah. even through this? My brothers and sisters, the one thing you must know during this time is Jesus. And he is everything he said he is. Somebody just said he's God. Oh, yes, he is. He wrapped himself in human flesh to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He became sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know him? Do you know that he's the best thing that could ever happen to you? Do you know that our God 
will show up right on time. Oh, yes, he will. Philippians says this, that in that day, because everybody's going to heaven, but everybody's not staying there. <laughs> but everybody's going to witness because of what he's done for us. And the Bible says that in that great day, that when we see him for who he is, when we see him in his glory, when we see him and he's standing there, it says every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. Listen, Muhammad will confess. Buddha will confess. The worst of anybody will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. See, I'm not going to wait till I'm forced to. I know that he's Lord of Lords and King of Kings now. He's been Lord of Lords and King of Kings in my life. I willingly say, yes, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Oh, he's a keeper. Oh, he's a way maker. Oh, he will show up in your life. I'm telling you that Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you. He's Lord. He's God. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our all in all in all in all in all. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. My question is, do you know him? See, it, it, it really does no good that somebody else knows him. You have to know him for yourself. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins and rose again, and you ask him to come into your life, he will come in. He will meet you where you are. He came and snatched me in my bedroom. And my life have never been the same since. And what he did for me, he will surely do for you. My brother, my sister, it's Jesus. Not your works. Not you being good. Not your denomination. It's Jesus. Because he did all the work. He paid the price for our sins. He loves you. Even in the midst of this pandemic. He's reaching out for you. He's praying for you. He's calling you. He's prompting you. It's, it's the Spirit of God right now that is speaking to you. And he's trying to get you to say, Lord, I give my life to you. I give my soul to you. I say yes to you. Lord, come in. Will you to say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me and you rose for me. Today, I give you my life. Will you do that with us? Hallelujah. The choir is going to come and they're going to sing.
worship with them.